0: Welcome to Uniquely Me, Voice of the Asian Community. I'm your host, Isneema Hassan.
1: And I'm your co-host.
0: This podcast is about South Asian women who want their unique voices to be heard in the South Asian community and beyond. The podcast is a segue to conduct meaningful conversations about South Asian culture. So let's get the conversation started.
1: In today's episode, we have Friti Malik, a radio co-host of UAE's number one Chris radio show. She was born and raised in New York City, but moved to Dubai in 2008 to pursue her career in broadcast. So, pretty, how are you today? Thank you for coming on hey. the show.
2: Hey, girls. Thanks for having me. Um, I've just realized we have very unique connections, so I'm very excited to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Pleasure is... I mean, um, So, yeah, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. I know it's morning for you guys. It's nighttime for me here in Dubai. It's our um, our work week starts on Sundays. So I'm getting ready for work tomorrow morning.
1: <laughs> for, like, Thank you for fitting in to us in your business schedule because I know you have so that's many fine. to do. Yeah.
2: No, I it's- love when, when you guys messaged me, it was cute because when you told me what it's about and whatnot, I love it. I think. The South Asian voice is just getting louder and louder, and anything that I can do to help support that, I am here for it.
1: Yeah. So I originally, I ri- initially read from your bio from like the radio shows you do mm-hmm. that you actually wanted to be a lawyer first, but like, what is like the change of direction? Because now you've been doing broadcast for a really long time.
2: Yeah. So, are you ready for a story time?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <definitely>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.
2: So. This all started, so I grew up in New York City. I'm I'm a product of the New York City public school system. And when I was in junior high, we had the opportunity to test. I don't know how it is in other cities, but in New York City, you had the option to test to get into certain, um, they would say special uh, high schools that may help you. If you're looking to be a lawyer, there's some high schools that really fast track that process and get you prepared prepared for college mm. um and then there are certain uh these are all public schools and then there are certain public schools that are more focused on the arts or whatever so mm. I'd applied to a few and at that time I wanted to be a lawyer mostly because I just talked a lot so in my head I was like okay what do people do who talk a lot and I guess law so that's how I came to the conclusion not because like I was really amazing at arguments or really into it or government or whatever it is. I just thought Mm -hmm. that was the logical connection in my head. Mm. And um, so I had applied and I ended up going, getting into the arts uh, heavy school. And I ended up at Townsend Harris High School, which is an amazing New York City public school. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, up until about 15, 16, I still wanted to be a lawyer. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be a lawyer. That's going to be me. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go to law school. That's Mm going to be me. And then obviously growing up in New York City, Times Square was kind of like our backyard. So at the time, this is before your time, then Jean. I don't know if you would know this or not. But there was a show mm-hmm. called Total Request Live on MTV TRL. Oh, and they TRL! To- yeah. I remember yeah.
1: that! Oh my god. So, sounds, I sound so old when I think. Like TRL. You sound old, honey. I
2: am way older than you are. So it was TRL is very different in my time than it was for you. Right. I'm the OG TRL. So we used to. So we had a half day from school. and We all decided to go to Times Square, and we're like, let's just go and stand outside the That's MTV awesome. studios. That's awesome. And see mm-hmm. who's there for the day. I honestly don't even remember who was there. But mm-hmm. we were standing outside, like groupies, screaming, whatever. And the camera cameraman came down. I was like, listen, Hillary Burton, who was the, the VJ at the time, is going to come down. Yeah. I want you all to be excited. So Hillary comes down. She was, by the way, in One Tree Hill. She played Peyton. If anyone's yes, they would know. Yes, One Tree that. Hill. Close
1: well, my okay. show. Okay.
2: Yeah. So so she came down. And I saw her do this live link. hmm And... It was really quick and I just saw her do it. And my eye, you know, like the light bulb moment? Yes. No joke, that was light bulb moment. I instantly saw that and I was like, that's what I need to be doing because Mm -hmm. I love that. I've been doing that forever, unknowingly. I used to have like a radio show when I was eight. Wow. I used to record it at home. No one heard it. It was just me and my friend that recorded it. But I never really thought of it as a career. I never thought that could be a career option. Right. And I instantly went home that day. I researched every single MTV VJ and Mm -hmm. what they have done. And I realized they did broadcast journalism in college. And that's the day I switched. I was like, Nope, I'm going to do broadcast journalism. That's what I want to do. So awesome. That was that. Mm-hmm. And awesome. you've been
1: telling your parents that like, you wanted to be a lawyer. Didn't you just switch to broadcast journalism when you had that light bulb moment? Like when you told yeah. them about you switching, you know, what you want to yeah. do in your career, what was their initial reaction? So, um, my parents are a little bit different than
2: the normal, South Asian stereotypes and I don't want to say every set of parents is like this mm-hmm. but my parents specifically my dad has always been the kind to never really pressure my sister I have an older sister my sister and I on edu- like the studies and the testing and the grades exactly. and all that kind of stuff he's never yes. ever pressured us about anything he's always been like if he saw us up late studying, he was like, "Why are you up late? You're not whatever you know is what you know. You stay yeah, until exactly. two o'clock in the morning is not gonna help you. Just go to bed. Mm. Whatever happens, happens." Oh my god, okay, that's my mom. Is the same thing. My mom does oh the same god. thing. Yeah, yeah even which my is dad. Even my which dad. <laughs> is really encouraging because it doesn't make you feel like it's the be all end all, you know? Right. And, exactly. and- my parents were like, obviously they didn't know much about broadcast journalism. I was mm-hmm. new to it as well. They were like, you know, asking me questions like, what is that? Do you know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, my parents turned to me and just said, listen, we're not going to be the one who's going to be working. You are. Mm-hmm. So if you think this is what you want to do and you know how to do it, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. all for you. But just know, we don't know anything about it. So we can't really help you. All we can do is just be like, as long as you're happy, you're happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: Great, great! Oh, yeah.
0: it's so relatable because even with my with even with my parents, mm-hmm. um, my sister was a really good student, but I was yeah. not. Um, <laughs> but my dad was just like, you know, you don't have to become a doctor or an engineer mm-hmm. or a right. lawyer. Um, you can study business, you can do media, but whatever you do, do the best of it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like somewhere down the line, um, my dad kind of like agreed on the fact that I wanted to pursue journalism and media. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I I think I told you this pretty before we started talking mm-hmm. was that I have I already have an undergrad in business. So yeah. like you know, my dad was just like, Yeah, you can get in the media, but you know, just get a degree in business and then you can switch. So that switch took a long time. Um, it took me about four years uh, mm-hmm. of working wow. full time in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this switch.
1: Yeah. Uh, My experience, yeah. I realized, is similar to Preeti, because I originally thought I was gonna be a doctor. But throughout high yeah. school, yeah, now throughout high school, I made double major. Um, I mean, I doubled t- I double took classes in science. So like, yeah. while I was taking like biology. I was also doing chemistry, and I'm doing like chemistry. Yeah. I'm doing anatomy. Like, I took all these science classes. So everyone else assumed I was going to go to pre-med or, like, do something in, like, the medical yeah. field or something. And then I, like, literally told everyone, like, oh, I'm majoring in journalism, like, my senior year. They're just like, wait, what? Oh it like, doesn't make sense. You're like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you've been, like, you know, doubling up in science. And, like, yeah. why are you doing journalism? And I'm just like, because I took a broadcast journalism class in high school. Absolutely fell in love with it and i'm just like this is more my area and like all the clubs i did were like extracurriculars and writing editing and research like you know like video content yeah 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 thing. so like yeah. i did extra cl- ex- extra activities for that and nobody realized i was doing that because they only see me as a student like a good student like doing all these math and science classes right so like it was a shocker to everyone my parents were like when did this happen like <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like like all of a sudden like it's probably, like my daughter's gonna become a doctor to like oh like she's doing broadcast journalism what is that like tell us yeah. about that <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. But it's cool. I like that. I like seeing more people enter broadcast journalism, you know? It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we
1: definitely need more South Asian in the media market for sure. Totally. It's <laughs> like all, all over. More,
2: totally.
0: More more people of color representation. Yes, 100% yes.
1: In the media. across the <laughs> board. Yes. So, for, yeah. so, moving. Oh, sorry. Moving on Go. To
0: the next question. We yeah. wanted to know um, Your work that you have done in the media so far because we know for a fact that you've been working in the radio and TV industry since the age of seventeen. So can Mm -hmm. you like walk us through your journey? Like what kind of work did you do? And was it just radio or was it TV
2: and other formats as well? Mm -hmm. Okay, so um as I said earlier, I went to Townsend Harris High School and Mm -hmm. one of the things about Townsend Harris was it was like one of those gifted schools where you have to have the grades to to get in. I'm not trying to toot my <laughs> horn. I'm just explaining the situation, I promise. <laughs> um, so, so basically, by the senior year of high school, we already had enough credits to graduate if we wanted to when we were in 11th grade. Wow. So That's the awesome. senior year of high school was kind of like an extra. So we took a lot of extra classes. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on a college campus. So I actually took college classes with real college credits and all that. Like that, that was our senior year at the time we had an, an internship program at our high school where our last semester of high school, instead of going to school, we worked full time at an internship. So oh, I I, was, that sounds like an awesome experience. Yeah, it was amazing. And that was my first taste of radio so here i am i've decided i want to do broadcast journalism Mm -hmm. i've never worked a day in it in my life professionally so i decided to sign up i interviewed at a few places i interviewed at new york one i interviewed at a few other places and i interviewed Mm -hmm. at the now defunct um, 95.5 wplj which was a radio station in new york city Mm -hmm. and i got in so my last semester of high school instead of going to school I worked as a promotions intern at a radio station. And what that means is that we take care of the prize closet. Yes, there is a real prize closet at radio stations and I took care of it. Used to call every single winner and say, hey, congratulations. You won the concert tickets today. I just want to verify information. This is where you pick up the tickets, etc. I went and got coffee. I went around to movie theaters and represented the station and gave away things and freebies. So that was my first taste of radio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then I get to college and I'm majoring in broadcast journalism. And my college, I went to Hofstra University, Mm -hmm. had one of the most amazing communications journalism programs. You learned everything by the time you graduated, how to produce a TV show, how to um, run the prompter, how to anchor, how to write. Mm -hmm. everything everything in a nutshell camera work editing everything and they had a radio station at the college that wasn't just for the university but it was actually for the town Mm -hmm. Um, so we actually it was a community radio station that broadcast in Hempstead so it wasn't just our university and um, you had to study and test to get into the radio station so immediately when I got there I tested. I got into the radio station and I started working at the radio station. So I learned how to panel. I had my morning show. I had a news show in the afternoon. So I was doing all that. So in college, I had a. I learned a lot. I also did an internship while I was in college at the um, at ABC for the show Twenty Twenty. So I did a lot of work for them over this semester. I've done a lot of that. So college was really where I learned a lot. Um, I took, I was a TA in one of the classes. Like I taught one of the classes. I really was invested in trying to learn everything that I could about broadcasting in radio and in television. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And once that I graduated. Is so inspirational. <laughs> yeah, because you know what it is? Like you have to realize, I realize now, I don't think I realized what I was doing then. Mm-hmm. Like I was just doing it because I was interested in it and I just wanted to learn everything that I could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now in hindsight, I look at it and I'm like, if I didn't do that, I don't think I would be where I am today. Like, there's no chance I would have yeah. made it to where you I have am to today. You have to
0: be all up for it. Like, you have yeah. to take knowledge
2: from wherever yes, you get. Yes, for sure. 100%. Because to so many things, for sure. 100%. Is 100%. Is the- 100%. And, I, I, and I find that a lot of times the generations younger than me, when I see interns sometimes walk through the door, I don't see the same drive. Mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is and I don't know why mm-hmm. but it's that is the most important thing like no matter what mm-hmm. you're doing is just soak in knowledge from wherever you can exactly exactly and it could be
0: you know the thing the thing with media is it could be in any format right it could yep. be in any other job as well and still learn communication skills you know?
1: mm-hmm. picking yep. it up
0: and things like that um like um I feel like people should really, really know what they want to do because um, I am relatively still young, but not that young. But, you know, like whenever, for example, when I talk to the younger generations, I just go like, oh, they just want to become, for example, like a lot of people just want to. Uh, just think that the process of reaching wherever you want to reach is pretty easy but it is not Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of patience it takes a lot of learning it takes a lot of grit uh to like reach there and you know like sometimes I feel like you have to do what you have to do at the end of the day right like you have to end up doing a lot of other things to
1: lead yourself to wherever you want to go
0: so yeah, that is
1: so inspirational. <laughs> I just love Britney's vibe. It's more like can't stop and won't stop. Like yeah, that's what it was. Yes, Dance.
0: yes.
2: <laughs> honestly, that's what it
1: was. Like, and that's
2: why I remember when I moved here to Dubai. Mm-hmm. I was 22 when I moved here, so the, I was your age, than When I got this, what job it was like year.
1: moving to Dubai at the age of 22 and living by yourself, yes. like from there. <laughs>
2: honestly, honestly, I didn't even think twice. Like, I was like, I'll move to Dubai. So I never, I never wanted to leave New York City. Like, I never wanted to leave New York City. It hurt my heart when I was applying to jobs, like, in, I don't know, like, Maryland. I was like, I don't want to move to Maryland. I love New York. (laughs) Oh, my God. And um, I (laughs) I can totally relate to that. I was like, I don't want to leave New York. I am. I am obsessed with New York. Like, I will cry. I'm trying to move my way back to New York, actually, right now. (laughs) I am obsessed. Like, anyone fight me. New York is the best city in the world. Yes, I I And There is is no comparison to a New York City. Anyways, when I moved (laughs) to Dubai, um, I took a shot in the dark. Like, the way that I moved here is impossible. I don't think it's just impossible. And when I moved here... I told my family, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for a year and I'll come back. It's been 12, I don't know how many years now, 12 years or something. Wow. Or something. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow!
1: That's so, so. Cool. so I wanted to know, like, since you've been, since you've done radio and TV, did you know, did you know that you wanted to focus on radio more or like, or you wanted to oh, go back to television at one point?
2: Um, I would always love to go back to television. That's always been mm-hmm. my first love. I love being expressive with my Mm -hmm. face and (laughs) my hands. Um, I was happy to go either direction, but Mm -hmm. if one day the opportunity comes for me to be on TV again, I would love it. I look at Oprah, I remember looking at Oprah and I'm like, that's gonna be me one day.
1: Yes, it can still be, it can still be.
0: You're yeah, already yeah. on the billboard, Pretty. In July, <laughs> I see the billboard of
1: Virgin yeah, Media. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day. <laughs> you're halfway. You're like more than halfway there. Yes. <laughs> like, l- listen, Pretty. Like, I'm like saying you're. You like you deserve to have your own show. So I oh, can't wait to see so it. You're so cute. Oh.
2: bless you. Thank I you. I
1: can't wait <laughs> to see it. But my other question is, yes. Like, what can you advise our viewers who want to stay involved in the media industry? Like and in today's time, because, you know, it's really hard right now with COVID and everything. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it is hard. It is very like, see, like what I'm about to say now can't be applied during COVID times. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't think anyone knows the rules of how to get into an industry during COVID times because Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I can't, I can't give you an educated answer on that because I didn't get into this field in COVID times, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I got here before that. So I can only give advice pre-COVID what I did and how that can help and I think this is a little bit more specific to the media industry to anyone who's listening who's part of another field Mm -hmm. you can take parts of this and kind of apply it to your field but the media industry is a very different world and unless you're in it you don't understand why it's so different right but it is very different Mm -hmm. so for example um I work I've been working on the Chris Fade show on Virgin Radio Mm -hmm. as the co-host for since 2010, mm-hmm. 2009, and um, on the show specifically. So I can only imagine how many other women there are who want to do what I am doing right now in the UAE. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for
2: sure. Mm-hmm. But unless I leave, or unless I am fired, which please, I hope I'm not, or I'm <laughs> let go, uh-huh. that seat will not be empty you will not be able to get get this job. Mm -hmm. So that is the grim reality of the broadcast industry. Mm -hmm. That is the reason I had to look outside of New York City for a job fresh out of college, even though I had all the experience. They would look at my age and go, she's so young. Right. So New York City, for example, is a place where people work 20, 30 years to get to New York. Right, because it's
1: a big media Mm -hmm. market exactly it's the number one media market yeah they say to start out small then go big exactly exactly exactly. so how
2: do you get to where you want to go right and the uh, it's what you it's what you said earlier it's the can't stop won't stop attitude right in media like i understand there's a big movement about paying interns and how it's ethically wrong and all that stuff (laughs) i don't know if i'm (laughs) on board with that because the internships that i did for free i learned so much and gained so much out of that, mm-hmm. that it gave me so much more in my career and that's where where I am. So when I was doing my internship in high school, my call time was nine o'clock in the morning and then I would end my shift at five. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because they saw I worked hard, I was in charge of the other interns who were college students and I'm a high school student. I would have to do setups at 2.30 in the morning for the breakfast show work Mm -hmm. the entire office day until 5 o'clock. And then they would be like, hey, there's a movie screening, do you wanna go host it at 7 o'clock? And I'd be like, yep, I'm gonna do it. Yes, queen. And so I've been been up since 2.30 in the morning and I'm not gonna get home till 10 p.m. Now I'm not saying exhaust yourself Mm -hmm. and If you're not feeling okay, keep pushing, that is wrong. Mm -hmm. I was okay Mm -hmm. to keep doing, I had the adrenaline, I was Mm -hmm. okay.
1: But with your action, Mm -hmm. it showed that you love what you're doing, like you loved your work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Like I didn't look at it as work, I loved, it was an exciting opportunity for me. So don't say no to an opportunity unless mentally you can't handle Mm -hmm. it or physically something is going on, I understand. But if an opportunity is coming your way, don't think it's too beneath you. Mm -hmm. Never ever Mm -hmm. think it's beneath you. Mm -hmm. Like they told me to go get coffee and all these things. But because I used to go get the coffee, because the other interns maybe didn't want to do it and I was the one they sent, I got asked to do other jobs that were far more important Right. you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that would be Mm -hmm. my advice is like, Look for those opportunities, and no one's going to walk up to you and be like, hey, do you want to come help me? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. Right. You, you have, have, to, to, make yourself you have to make yourself an ava- like available. Exactly. For Say the- hello, talk to people, you know, make conversation. I used mm-hmm. to talk to every single person in my office, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. because I'm trying to get something out of them, but that's just my personality. I go exactly. and I speak to them, and they go, hey, this girl is, like, really outgoing, and she's got a good head on right. her shoulders. Let's get her to do some important exactly. stuff
1: i have another question it's a little different so if you Hmm. weren't in the broadcast industry like you know (laughs) if you did not work in broadcast what would have you done you know
2: okay i've been asked this question so many times in my career (laughs) and i'm telling you i never had a plan b never i still don't have a plan b i never Had a plan. Yes. I just knew that this is what I want to do. And I'm going to somehow get to do it. If you ask me what I'm going to do when I'm done with this show, which Mm -hmm. I'm not done with. um, Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I literally do not have a plan B. I don't know how to do anything else. I do not know how to do mm -hmm. anything else. Mm
0: -hmm. So basically, do you... you think that not having a plan B is basically resilience and it keeps you going to whatever you want to do? I guess
2: so. You know, again, when I made these decisions, mm-hmm. I didn't think of it that way. I just, when someone asked me what you want to do, I was like, I want to be a broadcast journalist. You know what my minor was in college? You know, usually like the scene you said you did business so that you had some sort of background. Mm-hmm. My okay. minor was sociology. I could have minored in business so that I had some sort of, like, sense. I could have minored in law. I could have minored in anything. Teaching. I minored in political
1: science.
2: See, like, I could have... We could have minored in something that would give us a plan B option. Right? right? (laughs) But I didn't. I didn't even think about it. Because for me, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do that one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying... Now I don't want to advocate for not having a plan B mm-hmm. because some I think it's probably not the smartest thing that I did that I didn't have a plan B because <laughs> now I think COVID made everyone realize that everyone should have a plan B but yes. It is what it is. It's it's kind of my decision, and I'm sticking by it. But I like that
1: you had the drive to make it into broadcast media, like without having the plan. Mm -hmm. You're just like, I know, like you knew you wanted to do this, and you did it. Like that was the belief you needed, and you like look what you accomplished with that belief. Thanks, (laughs) thanks. Yeah, I did it.
2: (laughs) That
0: is awesome. Um, So moving on to the next question. Yeah. We are moving on to your work, which is basically Bollywood and a bit of a, a bit about your work at Virgin Radio. Sure. So,
1: tell us about what started your interest. Yes, in Bollywood. Bollywood. I love this discussion now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I was born into Bollywood. I've been performing on stage since I was three. Um, my Masi has a dance school in New York.
1: Mm-hmm. In
2: so I literally have, uh, yeah, I've been performing on stage since, I'm not even exaggerating, since I was three years old. So dance has always been a part of our household. My nanaji was a singer. My um, mom majored in like music and tabla wow. in college. Like we were just a musical family. Musical family. Like, we would family. get together <laughs> and always. So there's never been a point where Hindi music was not in my life so it's just kind of like a natural thing for me you know and Mm -hmm. I was always dancing throughout my life I've done loads of competitions I was dancing in high school I was part of two dance teams in college Mm -hmm. when I moved to Dubai I I kind of kept up my passion of dancing by joining Shah Magdavar here and then I kind of just continued to dance.
1: Bali was started for me when I watched Kuch Kuch Hai when I was four. That was my first movie ever. I feel so old. <laughs> Kuch Kuch Hai was my first I was like... I was Kuch, like Kuch Kuch Hotei is like, where it started for you. It, it's what started for me. That's how my mom would feed me. Because she would turn on Kuch Kuch Hai and do her housework or feed me. That's how it is. Oh, you're a baby. I, I'm I a love child. it. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, are. <laughs>
0: Well, I was what? I was 7 years old. I think I, no, I was more than What that.
1: year did Okay, now I know. Go Go came year? out in 1998. 1990. I was six I was born years in 1998. Old. I just watched it when I was just four. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a ni- I'm a late 90s child. <sighs> I'm having a heart yeah. attack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was 8 years old. So, I was yeah. 12 Kush guys, Kush guys. I was 12. My part of 12. My life.
2: like like
1: you know, that the was songs the beginning, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> was the beginning of my teenage years. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> 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 was the reason why I developed a crush as a four-year-old on Shahrukh Khan. And ever since then, I still have a crush on Shahrukh wow. Khan. And my mom was like hey, Have <laughs> you seen Anjaan? <laughs> yes, I've seen Anjaan, and I... <laughs> I'm terrible. Have you... Okay, have you seen Bazigar? I've seen Bazigar. I've seen Anj- I've seen every movie of Shahrukh Khan. Every movie. No <laughs> see, like, in fact, the old folk like us were introduced
2: to Shara Khan as the villain, and only yes, after, yes. only in DDLJ did he really win. Well, a yep. few movies before that, but really in DDLJ is where he won our hearts as the. You want to hear? Before me. that, he had. Movies, I, I don't know
1: if you yeah. want to hear my unpopular opinion, but I was watching Dark, and I was yes. rooting for Shara Khan the whole time.
2: <laughs> see, that's what I mean. When you were introduced to Kuch Chota at first, we knew him <laughs> as the bad guy first. So to us, he was the
1: bad guy. Exactly, yeah, because exactly. I was watching Dar um, with my mom and I was like, run, Sharuk, run. She was like he she was like he's the bad guy. And I'm like, Sharuk. And she was like, again, he's the You did it in reverse. You
2: did it I did in it, reverse. you did it first. in reverse
0: and he did it so well. He did it yeah. so He's well, a versatile actor, I'll say that. I remember he had come for the Dilwale promotion yeah. uh, at Dubai Media City. I think
2: it's City One Zero One Six. Yeah, he was in um, our office. He walked past me, and I was like, yep.
1: "I'm so <laughs> I, I don't know." Like I'm like I'm like
2: we
0: wanted to basically learn about your dance workshop. We know that you have a dance
2: workshop. Yeah. So yeah. well, sort of, sort of. I started. I, Whenever I would post anything with dance, I would always mm-hmm. get so much interest from people asking if they could learn or if mm-hmm. I could do a tutorial. Mm-hmm. So I decided to hold a dance workshop in November 2019. Mm-hmm. It was my first one and it was really amazing. I loved it. It was so great. And then mm-hmm. we were kind of heading into the Christmas period. I didn't want to do it too often because to be honest, my work always keeps you really busy. So. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make sure I dedicate the time to it. So I thought maybe a few times a year I could do these just for fun, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I had planned the next one to kind of be around end of February, early March. Mm -hmm. Um, But sorry, early March is when I planned the next one. But by then, everything started happening with Mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. Like you started hearing whispers about it. And I was like well is this the right time to be doing something like this although there was no shutdown but I just kept hearing things and people were kind of panicking at that point so I was like you know what I'll just wait until this COVID thing finishes and I'll just hold Mm -hmm. another one in September well now we're in 2021 and I've only held one still so I'm still waiting for COVID to go away (laughs) oh
0: oh! but you know hey like you love dancing we see your girls and we we are rooting for
2: you we're there oh thank (laughs) you and I know a lot of people that ask me to kind yeah. of do it over Zoom, mm-hmm. but I want to be in the room with yeah, everyone and know, interact exactly. and teach. So yeah. Well, like okay,
0: so like also now that you talked about your dance workshop, we wanted to know more about Virgin Radio's early the morning breakfast show with Chris Fade. <laughs> I wish I could talk to Chris Fade as well mm-hmm. because I love how you guys discuss about morning. Uh, you know, like the latest news and things like that. Um, but tell us something about your show and tell us something about working with yes. Disney.
2: So, okay, so for those who don't know, I work for Virgin Radio Dubai. Mm-hmm. I'm the co-host of the breakfast show called The Chris Fade Show. Mm-hmm. So Chris, I moved to Dubai. I need to give you a little backstory. So I moved to Dubai in 2008 to be the newsreader mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, for three stations. So my station, Virgin Radio, is a part of nine radio stations. We're yeah. a conglomerate. So Arabian Radio I- Network. Correct. So we, mm-hmm. I came over see? to do the news for Virgin uh-huh. Radio and two other English language stations called Dubai 92 Mm -hmm. and Dubai Mm Eye. When I first moved here, I was so young and Virgin has had newly launched. They were not even a year old when I got Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were the youngest out of everyone. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I kind of instantly just connected with them and there were a lot of Americans on the team as Mm -hmm. well. So I really connected with them and uh, I just started talking to them every day and I used to read the news and Mm -hmm. at the time, Chris, when he started doing the breakfast show, he was with another guy called Chad, which this name would remember. Yes. Mm-hmm, and yeah. <laughs> um, so at that time, they requested that I only do the news for them in the morning because they liked my voice and they liked my Ooh, vibe. Yes. So I would do the news for them every day. And then one day, Chris was like, hey, we need a girl to read the gossip because our gossip person is off. Yeah. Could you just, he gave me the stories and he was like, hey, could you just do this segment for us.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
2: yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. I'm just helping my friend out. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I were on friendly terms then. So I just started doing it. And he goes, That was really good. Could you come back and do it again tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, sure, if you want me to. Mm-hmm. And I just started doing it. And um I started doing it every day. And then they were like, hey, would you mind coming and doing it live during our show? Oh. And I was like, yeah, of course. So awesome. I would do the news upstairs and I would go down. And I started doing the gossip segment. Then I'd go back to up to my news desk and do whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they were
2: like, hey, would you mind being a part of our show? That's awesome. <laughs> and um, like wow. kind of in the background and yes. not all you're not on always, but you're read the gossip live and then you could kind of like mm-hmm. laugh here and there. And I was like, yeah, of course. So I started doing like all the little stunts and mm-hmm. stuff that they wanted mm-hmm. them to do. And mm-hmm. And then they were like, then when Chad left, they were like, hey, would you like to be the co-host? Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's how I switched to news. So Chris and I have been really good mm-hmm. friends for easily 11 years now. And he's one of my best friends. Wow. He's like my brother. We we have a really good um like rapport with each Mm -hmm. other. I know exactly what he's about to say before he says Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. he knows exactly what I'm about to say before I say it. We also have a third person on our show called Rossi, who's British. Mm -hmm. He's hilarious and he's random and he's completely unpredictable. (laughs) And it's just, it's the three of us. And we just have a good time, you know? We just have a really good time. That's awesome. Awesome. That sounds so cool. I have,
0: see, personally, personally, because I grew up in Dubai and I have, my my go to radio channels were city 1016 and virgin radio so that's awesome I have, I have seen the whole transition like i mean not seen but rather heard the whole yeah, transition yeah, yeah. um and i used to be like huh okay who is this person like this I used to go Aww. to school and uh, I used to listen to the radio in the mornings. So that's how yeah. I got to know about the whole, you know, breakfast morning show. And I came across your show and I was like, okay, hey. they're pretty cool. <laughs> so <We're right>. yeah. <laughs> and that was really, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And the last question, Tanjine, do you want to
1: ask? Her? Yes, the last question is a really fun question. Oh, so if you were to interview a celebrity that you have not interviewed, because I know you interview celebrities like in your work, but if you didn't interview celebrity, if you didn't interview the celebrity, who would it be? Hollywood or Bollywood? Any like anyone you want to,
2: you know? Do you have time? Because I've got all day. I would love to talk about <laughs> this. So there's. We so, have time. There's. <laughs> so many um, yeah, okay just, yeah. first of all I want to put Sean Mendez on that list first and foremost because I have a little bit of an obsession with him right now I think he's amazing okay. Okay. so let's put him up up on yes. that list obviously Shahrukh Khan oh. any Bollywood celebrity name him Shahrukh Ranveer Singh, I would love to sit down. You know, I met Ranveer Singh. Oh, once. That's me. And oh that's my god, me. I
0: am crazy
2: about. Is it Ranveer Singh that we're talking about? Ranveer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him. Oh he was celebrity crush. <laughs> okay. I, I am crazy about him. Here's He's the thing. Cool. You're going to hate me. Do you know what he did? I love this story. It's my pride and joy, the story. Are you ready, This me. So he was here for the Bil Dharaknedo like, promotions. Oh my God. Um, so we walked into the room and the entire cast was there from Brianka, Anushka, Ranveer, like Anil oh everyone God, is in this big room. names. And, and I, we're like, they introduced us. They're like, hey, they're from Virgin Radio. They're just going to take a photo. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So we go around and Ranveer goes, I love what you're wearing. And I was like, me? <laughs> yeah, I did one of those like, Me, me, and um, (laughs) he took my hand and he kissed it. I have the photo of him kissing my hand. I died. I was like, and I was newly married, so I had my chuda on, and I was like, oh, that's not my husband, but you can kiss my hand. Um, (laughs) so who else have we interviewed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Who have we been like really nervous? about, like, I remember when we were about to interview Will Smith <gasps> in person. <gasps> we were all like, oh, we were just like, oh. oh my God, it's Will Smith. Like, oh my God, it's Will Smith. Like, but is it like, is
1: there any like other like advice on interviewing like a celebrity? Cause like you've been doing this for a long, like for a long time. So like, yeah. do you have any tips like for like people who are trying to get to entertainment media for per right. se? <laughs>
2: I think just an interview tip in general is. A, researcher, your person that you're interviewing mm-hmm. before you mm-hmm. go in. Mm-hmm. Also know that they've answered pretty much every single question on this planet Earth about a million mm-hmm. times, yeah. a million right. times. Okay, so your what you think is like this brand new idea is nine out of 10 times not gonna be, right. not gonna be a brand new idea. Yeah. Second, secondly, listen during an interview. I can't tell you how many times I have seen someone do an interview they have a list of questions in front of them. They are not listening to a word the person oh. is saying. Oh, no. And they're just worried about the next question. A good, in- uh, The key to a good interview is listening to what your subject mm-hmm. is saying mm-hmm. and having a real conversation about what they're saying. And if that means you're going to go off sheet and off plan of what you wanted mm-hmm. to ask into another tangent, that's what mm-hmm. it means. Mm-hmm. You then have to direct the conversation back to where you need mm-hmm. it to be but listen to what they're saying. And because if they feel that you're listening and you're making them feel comfortable, mm-hmm. they're more likely to open up. To you. Yes, for sure. There have been mm-hmm. so many times when a manager has walked in and they've given or a publicist has said to us, do not ask about ABCD. If you ask about ABCD, we will cut off the mm-hmm. interview. Uh-huh. A million times we've heard this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We have not asked those questions. We are very professional. We don't we don't mm-hmm. do that if they say no we will respect the decision we mm-hmm. won't ask mm-hmm. but because we've had the ability to make our artists feel comfortable they volunteer the information right mm-hmm. that was on the no-go mm-hmm. list
1: mm-hmm. like thank you so much pretty for giving yeah. us like tips talking about your experience and talking about you know just for coming in our show today and telling us about your work and like it was so much fun <laughs> hearing about you talk about your work, experience and like you have so much like I honestly now like Well thank <laughs> you so much for coming in our show. It was so it was really so much fun to have you. And I would also like to thank our listeners for like, you know, coming to us and like hearing us you know talk about these topics. And we wanted to let you know that you know, we're not experts in these subjects in these subject matters. So, this is just a regular conversation from our perspective with our and experience with our guests to talk about what goes on in our community. If you feel the same way
0: or have an opinion about this topic, please let us know by emailing us at uniquelymevoice at gmail.com. I hope you all took something from this episode today. And this is it from us 10 in this name, Uniquely Me signing off.